On today's episode of Locked On Bucks, it is a technical file podcast. Take over. Kane left me in charge, and I brought some of the fellas from Tech File on here with me to be my co-host for this show. Today, I'm going to get the fellas' opinion and some thoughts from Adrian Griffin's press conference as the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. In addition to that, there was a Yahoo Sports report that came out with a couple of interesting tidbits about Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez's future here in Milwaukee. Also, would like to end the show with a little game that we tend to play on technical file that I think that you all will enjoy. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. Today, I am your host, Camille Davis. You may be familiar with me from my weekly appearances here on Locked On Bucks, as well as with the Technical File Podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks is presented to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And before we get into the show proper, I do want to say thank you to everyone for making Locked On Bucks the first listen of every single weekday, especially during the offseason. You know, your time is valuable. Uh, you can't get that back. So I'm thankful and appreciative that you wanted to spend some of your time with us here today. I'm also super thankful and appreciative today of a couple of things. One, that Kane trusted me enough to run this whole operation on my own while he's out here covering the NBA finals. And two, that I'm able to have almost my full tech file crew here with me. Um, our resident Lakers fan, Kendrick Harris, is unable to join us today, but I got my two other Bucks fans with me today, uh, Eric J and Tim Kenzie. Now, Eric, I want to just ask you one, how you're doing because, and how do you feel being on Locked On Bucks? Because if I remember correctly, you actually put me on this podcast, so you've been listening to this even longer than I have. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening since before they were with the Locked On Network. Was it? Yeah, so it's been it's been a while. It's 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 exciting. Like I, <laughs> I've listened to this podcast for ever. Um, yeah. And to be a guest is is it feels special. That's what's up, Tim. How you doing tonight? I was trying to contain myself. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, I, I I'm gonna bring the energy. I'm gonna bring the excitement, the joy, the the happy. You are gonna feel the energy through these airways. That's all I'm gonna say. But I feel good tonight. I'm ready to have some fun. Talk about our bucks. Do this. All right. Well, if you listen to yesterday's episode of Locked On Bucks, I was on there with Kane and we spent some time going through Adrian Griffin's introductory press conference as the new head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. I was able to share some of my opinions and thoughts on what I heard him speaking about. Um, I thought that he had some buzzwords in there that piqued my interest and probably the interest of a few other Bucks fans with him talking about, you know, it being a game of inches in the playoffs. It's about being able to adjust some in-game adjustments. He talked about playing with creativity he talked about, you know, how he wanted to pressure on defense, force turnovers, uh, and not let teams bring the offense to them. But we talked about this a bit on technical foul yesterday, but I want to get your opinions for this audience as well, because I thought that you both had some interesting perspectives on how you view that press conference. So, Eric, I want to start with you 
and what your thoughts were. One on the press conference that introduced us all to our brand new head coach, kicking off a new era of Bugs basketball, and just your overall thoughts on the hire in itself. Um, yeah, so like as I said on technical technical foul yesterday, um, I didn't come away from the press conference like overly saying overly uh, impressed feels kind of harsh, <laughs> um, but I don't feel like he necessarily won the press conference, but I don't really care if he did or didn't, to be quite honest. Um, he seemed pretty nervous, which is understandable, you know, long time assistant coach, uh, first time seeing the media, first time getting the head coaching job. Uh, he didn't get many media opportunities as a journeyman player um, and as a long time assistant. So that made sense. Like he'll get better at the press conference element of it. Um, you know, everybody sounds good in the job interview. You know, it's like <laughs> they tell you what you want to hear. So saying, you know, I'm going to make adjustments, like that probably sold like 75% of the bus fan base just off, yeah. <laughs> off of that phrase alone. Um, but it's like, I'm, sure, it sounds good. Like we'll see what the rest of the staff looks like, what the rest of the roster looks like once they kind of fine tune it to the his needs. But um, I like that he – emphasize that he wasn't coming in to kind of tear things down and mm -hmm. completely build it from the ground up. Like the Bucks have like a great system in place um, throughout the coaching search. I kind of advocated for, you know, Charles Lee and then Kenny Atkinson, because I felt like they would be the closest to what Bud established fundamentally. And I'm like, we don't need to completely overhaul what we do. We just need some fine tweaks around the edges you know, make make some adjustments <laughs> and, uh, you know, go forward from there. So, like, I like that he emphasized that a couple of different times in his uh, opening press conference. For sure, for sure. And how did you just feel overall? Like, are you excited about having Adrian Griffin as our next head coach? I know you mentioned you were hoping for Charles Lee or Kenny Atkinson to be that guy. But, I mean, we don't know too much about him. Like, we're all being honest here. We've said it before on this show. We said it on Tech File. Like, when you're hiring an assistant, first-time head coach, you're just not exactly sure about what you're going to get. Uh, I probably come closest to ambivalence. Like we'll see what we'll see how it goes. I will say that their very thorough coaching search um, made me grateful that they didn't hire Mark Jackson and Scotty <laughs> Brooks. So like, it's, it's, I'm not upset about the hire. Like I'm like, okay, he's a he's a blank slate. We can see where um, you know we get to find out together what type of coach Adrian Griffin is. That's a fact. That's a fact. Tim, I know you got some time to also see the press conference. I also saw, too, just to put a bug in your ear before you give us your opinions on it, that apparently he's getting ready to head over to Greece sometime soon. Um, so that's always good news, knowing where Giannis resides most of the offseason. <laughs> but, Tim, how did you feel about the press conference? Did anything stand out to you? What are your overall thoughts on our new head coach? Um, So I absolutely love the defensive aspect that he kind of – really sound like he was hanging his hat on like mm -hmm. we're gonna pressure we're gonna make sure that we get at him we're gonna make sure we get turnovers we're gonna turn our defense into offense we're gonna get out on the break things like that like i absolutely love that aspect of it because I'm, I'm a real big defensive guy you can't win games with no defense That's a fact. people keep trying to like for example this finals people keep trying to discount miami but miami plays good defense too <laughs> so like you know, that's always gonna keep you within striking distance. Mm -hmm. So for a coach to come in and defense really wasn't our issue, but we had different lapses or we had different holes in there where yeah, we're giving up a million threes a game. <laughs> but, like if the 
if the idea is to come in and be like, okay, we go, in essence, control the tempo of the game with our defense. Because if we're pressing, we want you to move as fast as we're moving or slow y'all down or, you know, impede y'all progress. And then we're getting out on a break. Y'all need to run with us. Mm-hmm. So the concept, in essence, of in essence, controlling the game speed to kind of match what we're doing, dope. The biggest thing, like you said, buzzwords was creativity on offense and things like that. And it's like, uh, I really do hope that we see like our half court offense was sluggish. So I really hope like the creativity aspect kicks into where you like, okay, that was a, it even got to be a really nice play, just a nice setup or the way the ball is motioning. Cause he did say he wanted to hit, make some extra passes, you know, but make sure the guy is still ready to shoot. So I'm also a big fan of beautiful ball movement. <laughs> so if we become a team that's, getting some nice pressure on them. We keep the turnovers down and we have great passing to where people was just, it's just a great shot. Like, okay, cool. But part of the excitement of, I guess, not having an established coach is that, like y'all said, we kind of, we had to grow and learn together. That's the scary, but exciting part. Because <laughs> you're like, man, some go wrong. You're like, man, huh? Coach, coach need to do something, but then if they start humming for a minute, you're like, man, hey, coach doing something. <laughs> so it's it's gonna be a roller coaster of emotions dealing with a first-time head coach, but it's really dope how it's come full circle for him. Even yeah. playing here. Like it's gonna be great. And I feel like that's gonna play a big part into him really truly, like, hey, we need to make something happen here. You know, and that's a good point that you made too in regards to like just the ball movement in motion because the half court offense for the Bucks a lot of times was just Giannis pick and roll with Chris and trying to figure that out. As I mentioned before, not too many people on this team could throw an entry pass as it is. So like there were certain pieces of the offense where it's like there's some work that could absolutely be done here. And some good points there, gentlemen. One thing I want to talk about as well, like I mentioned earlier, is that there was a report that came out from NBA insider Jake Fisher mm-hmm. about how the league and some people around the league are feeling about the prospects of Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez returning back to the Milwaukee Bucks. But before we get into that, I do want to talk to you all about game time. Now, these fellas here can attest to the fact because we've been trying to get tickets to a lot of different games together for years. Like even going back to the Bradley Center days, me and Eric used to wait until like the day of the game to see if we can figure out a way uh, to get in there to watch the Bucks play. And when you're buying tickets to your favorite events, it should never be stressful. If we had game time back then, it would have made things so much easier because game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theater events near you. They have amazing deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for the fun that you'll have. Like matter of fact, I was on there earlier today because Drake and 21 Savage are rolling through Milwaukee at the Pfizer Forum um, in early August. And I just was curious how much tickets are going for. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go or not, but I wanted to see what the prices were looking like. And the coolest thing about it is even if I decide last minute that I do want to go to this concert, I could buy my ticket up to the day of the event. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. And on top of that, the tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email, which can be a hassle. So make sure that you stack the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account. 
Use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. But again, create an account and redeem the code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game, game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, if you're a real fan, you're still sitting in the nosebleeds. Just get in there. So, like I mentioned, there was a report that came out from Jake Fisher um, that had some tidbits about Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. I'm just going to read a quick part of the report. It was really quick, but I do want to get the guys' opinions on some big roster decisions the Bucks have to make um, with part of the core four here. So, Jake said that, quote, while Bucks guard Chris Middleton has been mentioned by league personnel as a possible target for Houston in free agency, Middleton's inclusion during meetings with Milwaukee's final candidates to replace former head coach, head coach Mike Budenholzer, strongly signaled a mutual interest in keeping the all-star guard next to Giannis Antetokounmpo. And there is a growing sense among league executives that Middleton will return to the Bucks on a long-term agreement. Another key Milwaukee starter, however, sharp shooting center Brooke Lopez, is a veteran free agent on Houston's radar. <laughs> All that being said, Tim, how are you feeling about reports that is pretty likely that Chris Middleton will be back on this Bucks team and is a little bit unsure about Brooke. Like we heard Brooke say he loves playing in Milwaukee, but there are going to be quite a few teams after his services because although he's a little bit older, he is a great, you know, rim protector and he can shoot the ball really well, um, which all fits really well into the modern NBA. Um, To be honest with you, I'm still trying to sort out how I really feel. Uh, I know him coming back, Chris. Well, both Brooke and Chris coming back would be fantastic for us as far as keeping the core together. Mm-hmm. We still are in a position where we don't have much wiggle room to do anything else. But sign them back. <laughs> which is also why I'm still kind of feeling the type of way because it's like, I know he had a, Chris was injured most of last year, mm-hmm. dealing with some mental and physical injuries is understandable. He was here, he was there because of the fact that he was just dealing with a lot. When he was on though, he still looked like Chris Middleton. He still looked like cash money and an essential piece for this squad always will be. On the other end though, I was kind of like working through what if scenarios. Hypothetically, if we, if he accepted the player option and we were to trade, hypothetically, it is more so like, do you get the pieces in return enough to keep us not only afloat, but to kind of add on to the future as well? Because really the only reason why you would want to trade him is to one, you're getting at least the equal amount of talent back, whether that's multiple players, whether that's a player, whether that's draft picks that can get you a player that can be him. You're trying to equal that out. But I don't think the league is as high on him as mm. we are. You know mm. what I mean? Because Houston wants a lot of people, sure. And Middleton is an all-star, multi-time all-star, can fit in dang near anybody's rotation. Not saying that he's not a good player at all. What I'm stating is people will try to use his injuries and in recent history with us against them, in essence, with the negotiation tactics and things like that. We know exactly what he brings for us. We know exactly how he's valued here, things of that nature. So that's why I feel like 
we value him a little bit more than the rest of the league because he's also Giannis' running mate. That yeah, that's always going to be huge when maintaining some type of chemistry or semblance of this squad. So, as much as I would like to know the return, I don't really. It's not in our best option, in my opinion, to try to seek anything outside of getting him back. At least if it's if it's not a long term extension, at least accept the player option, come back next year. Well, I mean, and that's a interesting point that you make there um, around the fact that you know he has been Giannis's running buddy since Giannis has been here in Milwaukee. They both arrived here at the exact same time back in 2013, ten years ago now. Um, at this point, which is crazy to believe, we've watched been watching these guys hoop together for that long. But to your point, I'm not sure if there is a return out there that can equal out what you can get from Chris Middleton. And you were right. He definitely had some injury concerns there last year. We're not sure how he's going to bounce back, but hopefully, you know, a long summer off can help with that. But Eric, looking at you, how do you feel about uh, the reports that it's likely that Chris will be back? And we know Brooke, you know, has expressed interest in being here, but it's not hundred percent that uh, we're going to keep him here. Um, in regards to Chris, like I've always assumed that he would be back. Like, you know, everybody's always like Trey Middleton, Trey Middleton's, well, not everybody, but half the fan base. <laughs> um, and I think that people just need to wrap their heads around, like Chris is going to retire a buck most likely, at least like through the, the end of his prime, he's going to be here. Um, he's as much of the Bucks culture, like what they built over this last decade as Giannis is. Um and he's a key piece. That's why he's involved in the coaching search, not just for mm-hmm. Adrian Griffin, but also Mike Budenholzer. Like Giannis and Chris had to sign off on both of those hires. So um, he's a key piece, not just on the court, but within the culture that they're building as a franchise. Um, and like even to the trade Chris contingent, like the only way that you can trade Chris at this point is to resign him. Right. Eventually, like on this contract, then move on from him. So. Either way, like there's no way that he's taking that player option because this is probably his last chance to kind of cash in on a big money contract. And another piece of Jake Fisher's report that this uh, tidbit came from is that he mentioned that Houston is like the key swing piece in the free agent market because they have the most to spend and they're willing to spend on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if players don't take their money, they'll use Houston as leverage to get their team to pony up. Like, Tim, you talked about, uh, you know, Chris maybe having more value to Milwaukee than the rest of the league, but it only takes one team to kind of drive the value up um, to force your hand. So, like, if he has one big, you know, four-year deal at 30-plus million or whatever, like, that's all it takes. I can come back here on my player option and then go through this whole dance again next year, or I can take this big money offer that's staring me in the face. So, you know, it's, it's kind of the, the Bucks' hand at that point. As far as Brooks is concerned, I felt a lot more <laughs> confident about his return when they still had Bud. Like, coming into the playoffs, I would have thought, oh, they'll have a decently deep playoff run. Bud will be back. We'll just run everything back. Everybody's coming back. It'll just be what it is. Uh, like, now that they're moving in a different direction, like, I don't know if there'll be as much of an emphasis on drop defense. Like, that wasn't anything else really elaborated on by Adrian Griffin during his press conference. Um, not that I expected him to, like, you don't get right. away from practice on day one. <laughs> but, you know, I think that would be kind of like the the key piece of 
like the Bucks offseason to kind of give you an idea of where they're going as a team strategically. Um, I think the new CBA kind of incentivizes teams to just keep running it back. Like if you have good players, keep them because you don't really have a mechanism to replace them in any way, like even more so than the previous CBA. And that was already, you know, incentivized to a degree. So I'm of the opinion, like, just pay all these dudes. Like you have Jimmy and D Haslam now in the ownership group. They got deep pocket. Yeah, sure. Leverage that. Um, and again, like if this doesn't work, if it doesn't jive with Adrian Griffin's, you know, vision and what he's trying to do, like you can still have the flexibility to make moves at the trade deadline or next summer, whenever it is. But if you just let Brooke walk away at this juncture, like then you have a huge hole. Mm-hmm. Um, only in in your front court rotation, but team at large. And that's a great point you made about kind of bringing everybody back. And if things don't work out, try to find a trade in season, because I don't think the problem looking at the Bucks roster is unique to Milwaukee. There's going to be quite a few teams out here that are going to be kind of, I don't want to say stuck, but, kind of stuck with the rosters that they have. And I think that we're going to see a lot more teams just trying to trade pieces with other pieces to see if we rearrange the chairs on this deck. Does this setup look better for us going forward? So I'm also of the mind to bring everybody back. I know that's not what a lot, some Bucks fans want to hear, but I think if the Bucks wanted to make like a more immediate roster shift going into the season without waiting to the trade deadline and seeing how the chips may fall, we might see one of those, uh, mid-tier salary guys get traded. So a Pat Connaughton, a Grayson Allen, a Bobby Portis uh, might get traded to try again to rearrange those chairs on the deck for this team going forward. Um, I do want to ask you guys this because this news came out earlier. This was not part of our rundown. I'm throwing this at y'all. I just want a quick, quick question. We have seen that Chris Paul is on the market. Just really quick. Would you be interested if – the cards align. I say this with a big if because personally, I think he's probably just going to end up going to LA or re-signing in Phoenix at this point, based on what we've seen so far today. All this reporting is kind of new still. Mm-hmm. But if the opportunity presented itself for Chris for Chris Paul to come to Milwaukee on a minimum contract, which again I don't see that happening, but are you interested in the idea of Chris Paul being a Milwaukee Buck? Uh, Tim, I'll start with you. Uh, let's say yes three times, <laughs> maybe four. Because man, yes, we would love Mr. Oh, I know he's old point guy, but point guy still, you know, he be facilitating on the guard. offense. Hey, listen, we're gonna have to get another starting caliber point guard to be behind point guard because we playoffs. You know, we still gotta have somebody there. But <laughs> to have a facilitator and a playmaker like Chris Paul, who can still hit the mid range jumper, who can still occasionally stretch the floor with the three, he, to me, would be, like, the perfect point guard for the rest of – if with the way the roster is constructed now, it's going to be a changes this summer, but the way with, that it is now, I feel like he would be that missing piece. Like, mm-hmm. we have enough defense around him, and he, he holds his own enough to where we would still be a really formidable defensive squad, but on offense, because he would be able to facilitate and move the ball around, or you don't have to have Drew worrying about – let me just figure out how to set these cats up. Let me figure out how to do a little bit of offense. Let me just – do I want to worry about more offense or defense? No. 
get a bucket. If you want to get a bucket, if you don't want to get a bucket, there's four other cats that definitely will get one for you if you want to just dedicate it to defense. If you feel like scoring two, don't worry, he'll find you. Okay. Don't worry, we'll lob it like Giannis. Don't worry, we hit a little quick pick and roll so you can hit the midi. Then give it to midi to hit the midi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this felt kind of a trick question for me to give that to you because I know how big of a Chris Paul fan you have been. So, of course, I knew you would be like, yes, find a way, make it happen. Again, this is probably not likely. We're kind of dealing in fantasy right now, but I'm just a thought exercise. E, how would you feel about Chris Paul in Milwaukee? Um, I think it was an uh, episode either late last week, earlier this week. Kane and Justin were talking about, um, you know, how to make the Bucks offense more creative. And like they pointed out, like Drew Holiday, for all of his great attributes, is not a pure point guard. He's not a facilitator. Um, I think that that's a need that the Bucks have is like another ball hander, another person that can kind of set things up. Like why not go to, you know, a future Hall of Famer that still has something in the tank? Like I, he's not – all-star level Chris Ball anymore, but you can definitely do worse <laughs> at the point guard position uh, in 23-24 season. So, yeah, hell yeah. Like, if he's willing to come here, like, I'll I'll be the first one with a Chris Ball jersey. <laughs> All right. Now, before we get out of here and wrap up this show, first, I do want to just remind everybody out here that we are going to be having a live Locked on Bucks podcast at Broken Bat Brewery Wednesday, June 28th at 7 p.m., It'll be myself, Kane, Frank, Eric, Justin, the whole Locked On Bucks squad. I'm pretty sure Eric and Tim are going to be there in the audience. You can meet them as well. Like, come on out. We're having a good time with us. It's going to be a fun live episode. If you're watching on YouTube, Tim over here dancing and everything. I mean, like, now that we're official uh, co-hosts, uh, ah. at least for tonight, like, we're going to be on the stage, too. I know. <laughs> I'm just here to see the video. I'm trying to be in the video. You know what I'm saying? Like, on Fresh Friends, I was just I was trying to be in the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, no, so I just want to remind everybody about that live show coming up at the end of the month. We hope to see you all there. And before we get out of there, I said out of here tonight, I did mention at the start of the show um, that I wanted to end with the game that we play on Tech File. We normally play this game to start our show to kind of just get us in the mood and thinking creatively or creatively about what we're about to talk about. So this game is called the game that needs a name. And I know that sounds backwards, but yes, that's the name of the game. Um, For so long, we were playing this game without a name that that just kind of became catchy. And we were like, we kind of like how that sounds. So we kept that on as the title of this game. And the game that needs a name is a rapid fire memory game where we choose a topic and try to name as many items related to said topic. The last person remaining wins. We have two rules when it comes to this game. One, you cannot repeat an item that has already been said. And two, you only get about five seconds to answer. That's that, you know, rapid fire part of the game. And for Locked On Bucks, first time uh, having some of my Tech Vile brethren on here for this Tech Vile takeover, we're going to just do all-time Bucks players. So players who have suited up for the Bucks. So that does not include somebody like Dirk Nowinski or Norm Powell, who was traded before they ever suited up for the Bucks. Um, we normally go in tech order. We can still do that here. And in case you guys were unfamiliar, Technical Foul Podcast, we spell tech with a K. It's a play on all of our names, Tim, Eric, Camille, and Ken. So we're going to go in tech order here for this game. Tim, Eric, and then myself, naming players who have ever suited up for the Bucks. Last person standing uh, wins, no repeats. Tim, kick us off. Nate Walters. Uh, Giannis Adetokounmpo. Carlos Delfino. Chris Middleton. 
the Nasus of that come up. Bobby Dandridge. Jason Caffey. Bobby Portis. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Dan Gazarich. Oscar Robertson. Irvin No Magic Johnson. Ah, uh, uh, Bobby Simmons. <laughs> Desmond Mason. Brandon Jennings. Marcus Hayslip. Uh, Todd Day. Monte Ellis. Ramon Sessions. Lee Mayberry. Luke Bamute. Ah, Dino Udre. Uh, <laughs> Eric uh, Murdoch. Johnny O'Brien. TJ Ford. Eric Mobley. Michael Red. Glenn Robinson. Ray Allen. <laughs> Sam Cassell. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm They was somebody said Ray already, but I'm out. <laughs> uh, Tim Thomas. I said Tim. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Uh, <laughs> but that's this uh, today's episode of Locked On Books. We hope that you all enjoyed the take uh, the takeover from Tech File here tonight. Uh, we record our podcast live every Tuesday. You can catch it live on our YouTube page. Be part of the show in the comments and everything like that. So we hope that you will join us um, on Tech File as well. Let us know what you thought about the show in the YouTube comments. We would love to hear your reactions to if you want Chris and Brooke back, the options there. If you have any other thoughts about Adrian Griffin um, and his coaching style here. And also let us know if in a dream world we could get Chris Paul. Would you be interested in it? I would like to know. Um, Kane, I hope I didn't disappoint you out there, buddy. Kane and Frank should be back on the pod soon. I know they've been working on getting that salary cap episode up and running for you guys. I know personally, I am very much looking forward to that. I always learn a ton from listening to Frank go through all of the intricacies of the cap because that's not my ministry. So um, I love that it is for him. Again, thank you all for tuning in. We hope you're well and take care.